Hey, everybody. Welcome to Draft Politics. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and the other host here with me, as always. It's EJ. Welcome to Revolution Taproom. Yes. This Black Friday. Yeah, we're really excited to be here. We've talked about coming here more than once, uh, but given that we usually record on Mondays, doesn't work out. Black Fridays, though. They're Seems open. to be a solid choice. Great specials on beers for the holidays. You can take them home, wrap them up, put them under the tree for a month and a half. Yeah, sounds good. No. Why not? No, shouldn't. I, I got to tell you, I, I really wish I had been here before. I've been, like, dying to go to this place for a long time. Never made it. And now my life decisions seem so much wronger. Right, if that's but a word. you have finally checked it off the list. Uh, it's so, so good, it's good. Yeah. so good. Bre- great space, big open. We've got families here. No dogs. No dogs. That is weird. Like I probably, I feel like this is a dog-friendly space, but yeah. no idea. And, and I think I read on the website it's only service dogs here. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, weird. no food, so you can well, bring yeah. your own food. Right. Usually, if you don't have food, you can have dogs. It's strange that you can't do that here, but you know, whatever. But maybe it's because the brewery is right here, on our right. Like the canning operation, yeah. not the canine operation. Yeah, I don't think that's it, but, you know, whatever. They maybe, they, maybe they just hate dogs. No. Yeah. I don't think that's I it. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But it's a great space. Uh, they've, got, they've got your shuffleboard table, which is a, something I really love. Lots of tables. And I think you can reserve it for parties and events. Yeah, we saw lots of reserved signs on the table, yeah. so... Uh, presumably that's a thing. So, yeah. Good you know, merch. Have your next event here. Have some beer. Uh, they've got a popcorn machine, which has been shut off since our uh, national segment. So I'm sad. I have the sad as but, well. But they but do I have 20 beers on tap. I will have Thanksgiving leftovers when I get home, so it's I'll good. be okay. I, I also had popcorn for Thanksgiving. So There you go. But it's really good. I, I mean, it's in a kind of awkward spot, to be honest, but... Yeah, it's it's very much a industrial warehouse kind of area. It's a great place to brew beer. So you know, yeah, but well, it still makes come sense. down, come but down yeah. to this. So uh, what what is your uh, recent refill here, sir? This is called Hero in Training. Okay, it's an experimental IPA brewed with hops that don't have a name. I mean, they're like X one four six five three science hops. Yeah, I know it's it is okay. science. Uh, but it's you know you know what I, it's good okay and when i walked up there i was like yeah i'll try the hero in training and they said oh do you want a sip of it you want to try it i was like no 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 i trust that it's good she's like that's a good choice she's right you know i and i'm not a hops guy but when it's like mystery hops of like science i'm actually kind of intrigued mystery hops yes but uh instead i'm having the strawberry jacket which is their Straight jacket barley wine, yeah, yeah, infused with strawberries, as yeah. one might expect from the name, and it is delicious. And clocking in at like a mere thirteen percent ABV, so I have a very small glass. As I joked to EJ earlier, I started off with like an eight and a half percent that was in a small glass. This is now in a smaller glass. If I stay here long enough, it'll just be a straight alcohol and be in a thimble. So, which is also okay. Which is also okay. Thimble Except I probably hero. won't do that because I'm out of popcorn. Yeah, fair, fair. But I, you know, a, a great vibe here. I yeah. mean, I would, I would come down here 
Well, I'm going to have to be here again in the next month because it's so great. All right. Sounds good. So what's happened in Chicago recently uh, or, or Illinois? Right. So apparently we have a budget that's been voted on. Uh, and it seems like all the holes have been filled. Um, the vote went down 39 to 11. That is a close vote for a budget. Right. <laughs> yeah, in Chicago, it's usually like, you know, almost unanimous votes, two. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the list, it's interesting because I wanted to find out who the 11 votes were, and it was actually like, I never really quite realized that there was no site that sort of just kept track of the numbers or anything like that. It's it's well, there is, but it's usually a couple weeks delayed. Yeah, and there's like reports of what happened, but it's all like you have to go through a whole lot of reading to get to the numbers that you actually want. But, yeah, uh, and you'll see that the uh, you know you will see that the the news outlets the the Trib and the the trib and the sun times and whatnot they want to they want to boil things down a little bit um so it's a little harder to get at the the actual votes but if you go to councilmatic.org chicago.councilmatic.org eventually they'll have the the votes and stuff broken down pretty well but yeah so yeah so uh the dsa caucus there are six members of that they all voted as a block against it uh, and then there's additional, of course, five members. Uh, my alderman, uh, Matt Martin, voted against it. He did. Um, and I think overall my ins- my impression was that the more progressive members were against kind of how it was being funded and just not covering some of the priorities that they had. I, yeah, um, it, it's really, I, I've got to say, it's been really interesting to see the fallout from that. I mean, everybody kind of knew that it was going to pass. Because they always pass. Um, there's been a lot of sort of, I would say, progressive bickering about whether or not it's progressive enough. Yeah. And and this is a position I think that Lori is going to have to navigate her entire tenure, right? Like she is arguably the most progressive mayor in a long, long time. But well, that's not hard. That's yeah, it's not even not arguable. Hard. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Rahm Emanuel? Uh, oh, come yeah. on. He. Okay, okay, fine. So not even <laughs> arguable. Uh, but at the same time... Thank you. You know, people attack her on both sides for either being somewhat reckless with money, and that's the votes from, like, Ray Lopez and um, Anthony Beal, you know, versus, you know, not progressive enough. Yeah. You know, and so people saying, well... She didn't fully a- attack all of the, you know, all of the issues in the city or didn't try to raise revenue from all of the progressive sources that were available. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to remember that, like, Chicago is part of Illinois and Illinois is part of the U.S. And, like, there's only so much room manu- to maneuver that the city has versus, like, so, like, parts of the budget are assuming that there is additional revenue from things that the state will do and, right. and that sort of thing. So it's like there's only so much you can really do within the bounds of, of the, right. you know, the limits that the city has. And, and let's be clear, Lori Lightfoot went down to Springfield and was like, hey, guys, can you help me out? Yeah. And they were like, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, straight up, 
So there's still a chance, all of her, let's say this, in the budget, there are lots of revenue assumptions from the state, and she'll get none of those in this year. Which means higher property taxes. Which means that she has to get them in the spring, or they will have to find alternate sources of revenue. Which means higher property taxes. Which means higher property taxes. (laughs) I mean, like, there's still a chance, so it's kind of like dumb and dumber, like, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's the thing. is like, and so it's going to be very hard for her, no matter like how well she navigates all this, if she has to raise property taxes consistently throughout her administration, there's no way she's going to win re-election on that. Like, like, nobody likes property tax increases. I mean, as progressive as one might be, as, as conservative as one might be, Nobody likes the property uh, tax. It's increases. regressive. It's it's yeah. I mean, it, in the end, you know, having had lots of conversations with people on doors who are longtime property yeah. owners, there are lots of people on fixed incomes who can't afford. You know, let's say you bought a place in you bought a place in Ravenswood Manor in my ward, and you bought it for sixty thousand dollars. And you spent 30 years paying it off, and now you're on a fixed income, and the value of that place has gone up to $800,000. Your property taxes could be, you know, $14,000 a year. Right. And the whole system of the way property taxes work is just broken as hell. I mean, because there's there's a whole appeals process. Like, a a friend of mine uh, owns property where they have a building that's been there for a while. They've made some minor improvements on it, you know, kept it up a little bit. The building next door has been completely renovated is a, you know, gut rehab, lovely property. Their property taxes are substantially lower than the ones that they have. And when they filed their appeal, they used the building next door as as their comp and got rejected. So it makes no sense at all. And so, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, fortunately they're in a position where they have other source of income, like it's not going to be a burden on them, you know. But if you're an older person who has a fixed income, it's like yeah. you, you can slowly be priced out of living where you live. And that's a huge problem. It is and ultimately, property taxes get passed on to renters. So, so but cost let, everybody. Let's talk about some of the other places where revenue is supposed to come in. Yes. So how did you get... You walked here. Yes. I was lazy, and I took a lift. So soon yes. that that cost will go up a little right. bit. Right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. i got to be honest. I don't really have a huge problem with that. I think that there's, there's some, there are some advantage to charging more for that, maybe encouraging people to use public transit more that'll reduce traffic like i don't i think that all actually is a fairly progressive tax in the grand scheme of things yeah um restaurants meals those sorts of things that's going up yeah now my main concern with that is like a lot of the small businesses in the city are restaurants if that ends up hurting them i don't know what the i didn't catch what the amount was it's probably something where the average restaurant goer is not going to notice it all that much. Yeah, they won't. It's a tiny percentage. It's like 25 or 50 cents on a $70 bill. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. So so for you so to be like $5. So if you're going to a linea, so, it's yeah. going to really hurt you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Glad uh, we both went that route. Yeah. So uh, 
ambulance fees go up, which uh, I'm not sure about. I mean, basically, that's going to get passed into private insurance costs, but that's like a more like, but that's all sort of a national thing. So I think like fundamentally won't hurt most, but I mean, you know, that gets back to yeah, not on Medicare for all, yada, yada. That's a whole other tangent. Okay, so, so. cloud computing. Could you explain this one to me? No. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who, your computer says there is no cloud. Yes, yeah. So, I didn't, first of all, this has been attacked since 2015. I had no idea. Wow, I had no idea. Um, and I guess what it is, they tax you for using computer resources that are in the cloud. So, like, nominally, they were going to tax you at one point for, like, computers and, and, and buying, because, you know, as things move to the cloud, it's like they don't get the sales taxes on buying computers, so I guess yeah. it's making up for that. But it's like, it's a really weird law. Um, so I actually looked it up. Uh, the tax is triggered when a customer located in the city of Chicago in the make, city. makes remote use of a provider's computer or software, even if that computer is located outside of Chicago. So if you are a company in Chicago, and you use Amazon's cloud or Azure or yeah, Google's so like AWS. You are being ta you will be taxed for that. Which okay. There are three classes of exempt customers. This thing I found most interesting. Governmental bodies, duh. Charitable educational and religious organizations, fine. Insurance companies. Well, that's interesting. How did that get added into the law? <laughs> that is fascinating. By the way, did you know there's a lot of insurance companies that operate out of Chicago? Huh. Funny. Well, that's actually very interesting because I think all states technically based outside of Chicago. Well, I suppose that's true. But they have operation. They have parts of their business here. I, I don't know. But I'd love to see how this is going to play it's out. It's a weird life. So everybody should know, both Steve and I work for... SaaS software companies. Yes, we are in the cloud, everybody. We are in the cloud. There is no cloud, but we are the cloud. Whoa. In fact, we don't actually exist. We are merely cloud-based entities. Exactly. Today's processing brought to you by Singapore. Singapore. Cheap resources, good processors. Yes. So that's... Uh, For all your Bitcoin needs. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so there's that. Um, the marijuana. That was kind of the highlights of uh, of the the budget. Um, there was also a separate a vote on the marijuana ordinance. Um, hey man, we're like a month from like weed being legal. That's right. So <laughs> get in line now, people, because there's not a lot of places that are actually cleared to sell it at this point. So it's going to be a little bit crazy the first day. I but, mean, uh, I think we should have an episode dedicated to navigating the first days of legal weed in Illinois. Is that on brand for us, though? Because, you know, we're more of the, the brewing podcast. It, it, it's so. true. It's true. But there is a place right on Kedzie. It's just north of here. It's called Brew and Grow. Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. There. For brewing. For brewing. For what, brewing. Are you, what, are you, what are you implying, sir? Uh, I think they're a place that really shows that crossover. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. the states the states with legal weed also have the most craft breweries. California, Colorado, California, Michigan. Illinois. Soon to be Illinois. Well, Chicago is, like, biggest city. but I mean, it's going to be great. But the state, yes. So, yeah, so uh, we had a marijuana ordinance passed, 45-5. Uh, 
the, a few of the changes stopped impounding vehicles with the marijuana inside. So under the current law, if you get pulled over, if you have marijuana in your car, they would impound your car. And so Instantly. then it's additional fees. It's another one of those regressive taxation oh, yeah. of people. Um, and then they reduce the fines for those caught smoking weed in public. Now, this is important to call out is while we have, you know, legalization of marijuana and recreational uh, purchasing of it, it's still not technically legal to smoke it in public. Yeah. You can smoke it at home. Right. But you can't just, like, be walking down the street and smoking it. So but, you can still, it's been but, but the way the rules are, yeah. So the way the rules are, you can still be ticketed for it. This is reducing the cost of those tickets. Let's be clear, though, the majority of the people who will be paying those tickets are still uh, brown and black people in, you know, in certain neighborhoods yeah. where it's heavily enforced. If you if you're smoking weed as you're heading into a concert at Wrigley Field, you're fine. I would guarantee it. Or in Wrigley Field. Or in Wrigley Field. Or, or on Wrigley Field. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Or, or in this, or in the scoreboard at Wrigley Field. Or at a fundraiser for Donald Trump. At let's be clear, you're doing, you're doing coke if you're doing <laughs> you're at that event. Wow. <laughs> if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, thank you. Review <laughs> us on iTunes. Right. Uh, I, I guess the only other thing to talk about is uh, State Senator Martin Sandoval. Yes. Has resigned. I mean, we haven't had a good indictment criminal discussion in a while. Yeah. Well, this has been ongoing. We've we've had yeah. we've had the sort of slow reveal of this. We had the various raids that had happened. Um, I think the thing that's most interesting about this is that um, he is a member of John Cullerton's leadership team, and Cullerton has decided to retire. I feel like these things are not unrelated. They are related. Yes. So, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see if anything more comes out on on Cullerton. Uh, we already had one Cullerton indicted, not this Cullerton that not I'm talking related. about. Not John Cullerton, Tom Cullerton. I thought they were related. Are they not related? I don't think they are. Okay, they're just they're just the Cullertons. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure they're related at some point back in history. Right. But yes. Like, there was the split. The families where, both came over on yeah, some one at the side same time. of the Cullertons was into the graft. Right. One was into the you know they. Right. So we don't know that that John Cullerton has been is in trouble. I think it will be interesting to see, though, like who is going to be uh, who's going to be take charge of the Senate. I've got some thoughts. You got some thoughts, but it's going to have to wait until the next episode. Oh, little teaser, everybody! Teaser, guys. And and will be our next episode. Yeah, or will be an episode to come slightly. I think after it that. maybe the next episode. Maybe next be the episode. Start of that. Okay. Yeah. And look, we're we're coming up on the end of 2019, which means we're coming up on the start of 2020. Um, in the next four weeks, people are going to ask you for a lot of money because it's the end of a quarter and everybody's trying to raise money. Like they do. And you're going to hear a lot of things about the things you should be caring about in 2020. So as those things pique your interest, let us know. Tweet us. Send us a message on Facebook. We'll dig into them. Um, 2020 is going to be a really important year. Yes. Really the most important. important election of your life. Right. They say that every two to four years, <laughs> but I think this one's actually going to be pretty important. So not for local politics, though. Not really. Maybe a little bit. Now, the most interesting things local politics-wise are going to be your... The committeemen. The committeemen. 
and uh, committeemen petitions were due this week or are due next week, but most submitted already. Yeah. So you'll see those names. And these are people who have to, you know, they have to run. They have to get signatures. They submit them in Springfield. So you'll see these committeemen votes. And like in my ward, we have uh, somebody running for committeemen who is, we have the incumbent. We also have somebody who is also a state senator and running for clerk of the court. Yes. Because why not? Why not? You know, we we should look into doing a episode maybe in the next couple weeks, maybe early next year, and talk about why the committee position is important. Yeah. Uh, maybe find one of our friends who is a committeeman or running for committeeman to have them come in and tell us why is it important. I could guarantee that we could get people on that. I think we probably could. So we'll look into that. Yeah. Because, you know, I we're both into politics. I, I, I still struggle with some of these, like, more granular parts of how city politics works. Uh, I honestly, as part of doing this podcast, I've learned more in trying because I feel like I need to research and, yeah. and, and understand things better. So, yeah. And, you know, I think it, it'd be good to talk about the committeemen. It would be good to talk about the delegates because that's another thing you're going to see on oh, your yeah. ballot in good February. Point. So you're going to see people asking for signatures right now to get presidential candidates on the ballot, to get judges on the ballot to get well probably not anymore to get the the committeeman on the ballot but you also see slates of candidates for uh, delegates for the the democratic national convention yep and that's a really interesting a process i i had not known anything about until the last six weeks yeah and have been really yeah and so there's a yeah and so there's the oddity of you vote for uh, who you want to win uh, the primary, but you also vote for who you want to vote for that person come the primary. So, interesting, like, weird eccentricity of the way all yeah. of that works. So, yeah, so maybe we talk about that a little bit, too. I, so. I, and I think, you know, for me, a big part of what I think my job is, and the reason I do this, is to help educate people and help them talk to this stuff of to others yeah so, for sure i want to make everything go viral man sounds good man it's all about virility isn't it though isn't it all right so happy black friday steve <laughs> and all y'all out there listening yes uh, uh tweet us yeah. facebook rate and review us on itunes share us with your friends we had like seven new likes on facebook this week well that's good so you know hit us up on itunes and uh yeah. yeah, I think we're good. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.